Okay, guys, we'll get cracking. So welcome to the podcast. I think we've actually started a few seconds early today. Normally ends up being a few seconds past or maybe even a few minutes past seven o'clock by the time we get sorted, but I'll make it a few seconds before. So this podcast is the first time we've had uh, more than one, I was going to say more than one person, and that's not true. Last week, there was three of us on in total, two interviewers interviewing me. It's the first time we've had two guests on in, Phil and Angela, the first time we've interviewed a couple. So firstly, good evening, Phil and Angela. How are you guys today? Yeah, evening, John. Evening, Mark. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, good, good, good. I enjoyed getting a bit of sun today. What have you guys been up to? Today we've been jobbing, gardening, um, just working on little projects and stuff like that, really, keeping ourselves busy. Planted my 24 tomato plants out in the garden. 24? (laughs) Awesome. I'm I'm hoping we might get one one salad. (laughs) When are we likely to get tomatoes from them? How long does it take to get to tomato stage? I have no idea. <laughs> is it this Maybe. season, next season? I don't know. Two months. Oh, it'll, be, it'll be this yeah, year. Yeah, this we'll year. Them. Maybe July, August time. I really don't know if I'm if I'm being honest. <laughs> okay. I've been growing for two months. So. Exciting stuff. Cool. So uh, taking a bit of a, a step backwards then. Uh, remind me, how long have you guys been members for now? Just over two years. I thought it'd be about two years. Yeah. Wow. Time flies, doesn't it? That we finished the challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would have been starting. Yeah. So obviously, uh, prior to the, the the two years that we've known you, there's a, a number uh, twenty twenty one. Is it of years uh, of additional history there? So let us know a little bit about yourselves before we met you. Um, in in, in terms of sort of like the fitness side of things um always i've always been actively uh, into into fitness but never taking it kind of to the level that we've we've done in the last couple of years so i used to play rugby um i mountain bike for years cycled like our winter sports and stuff like that but uh in terms of yeah that that that's mainly our hobbies and that that was the main reason for for us joining the the academy was to help with um with our sports really um that's it angela yeah on on and off fitness throughout my whole life i'd say i've had a love-hate relationship um i've never really sustained a gym membership for any amount of time uh i I don't normally like gyms and I, i like doing outdoor sports so i've done you know military fitness and those kind of things again big into biking um bit of running skiing but Probably nothing consistent ever, apart yeah. from biking, mountain yeah. biking. Yeah. But even skiing, skiing's only once or twice a year. So, you know, if, I think if it was every day, I'd probably, uh, would I lose interest? I don't know. But yeah. to have two years solid at the gym um, and to be on average, I don't know, what, four? Three, three four, four times, times a, week. a week. It's just yeah. first time ever in my life. <laughs> So when you tried gyms before in the past, what sort of things did you try there? It was like a standard gym program given by a gym instructor, that kind of thing? Yeah, I've probably done the whole range, John, from the your spit and sawdust um, gyms with, with mates, basically doing just weights and stuff. Um, and again, because it was, I guess I need structure, and that's why I think the academies work for me, because I like... Sometimes I used to go to the gym, think, well, "What am I going to do?" And I never had the, the clear structure that, that you have. Um, and I think as you get older as well, don't get me wrong, I, I've I like the value of weights and what they can add and how they make me feel in terms of my strength and and you know how it aids my fitness. 
But in terms of you know just lifting big weights for the sake of it, that that's kind of passed me by from a you know a physique point of view. Um, so I've I've done those kind of gyms and I've also been to your your, your David Lloyd's and your Fitness First. Great at first with all the running machines and the fancy machinery, but I used to get bored. Um, yeah. yeah. They give you a program, don't they? And then you go around, you bit of paper, and you're like, oh, yeah, done that, done that, 10 minutes on the treadmill, and you do the same. It's just dull. And classes, I've, you know, I've been to classes and I've, I've done spin classes, but I've, I've always found them quite cliquey. You get your people that go and, you know, you kind of want to join in. And I, 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 as much as I'm quite social at the academy, I'm also quite shy, which people probably don't realize. I can imagine Pat would be peeing herself if she heard me say that right now. But I am quite shy and I don't naturally go into a group and just make friends with people. So I always kind of felt when you did these classes, I was always sort of on the edge and then you're like, I don't like it. I'm not going to go there anymore. Don't get that at the academy at all. Like made some yeah. people that I'd call friends there. Yeah. I've never done that anywhere before either. <laughs> awesome. So how did you guys first hear about the academy? It was it was me actually. Um, I think we've both also had our struggles with weight um, for our entire lives. Very much yo-yo, yo-yo mm -hmm. dieting up yeah. and down. And I think we were up, um, and we'd been up for a bit. And uh, I was looking for something new, new fad, <laughs> a new challenge. And you know, you sign up to these things. I've done keto. I've done. Um, Slimming World, I've done Weight Watchers, I've done, I don't know, cabbage diets, any anything possible, turmeric with lemon juice and green tea and all sorts of crap. Mm. And um, I know, honestly, I've mm. eaten and drank some really awful things. <laughs> and uh, I saw an advert actually on Facebook and I said to Phil, do you fancy this? And I think I sent an email and Matt responded and I just came down on the off chance and came back and... Phil said, oh, I'm up for that as well. So um, we joined, didn't really know what to expect. Thought we'd just two months, mm -hmm. lose 20 pounds, get it free and then bugger off. Yeah. <laughs> like I think so many people say they're going to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. But actually what I found was the whole setup there. And I mean, I was quite religious in doing points, you know, the bands and the progression tests and um, reading the blogs, read all the blogs. Yeah. And I think the whole package together, I suddenly thought, well, hang on a minute, there's something a bit different here, which made losing 20 pounds significantly easier than it has done for a long time. Um, I'm, what am I now? I'm 45 now. And uh, I'm going to say the, the M word, um, which is the menopause. And some mm -hmm. of us women, you know, you, you get yeah. to your early 40s, the perimenopause kicks in and weight gain becomes a massive issue and weight loss is not as easy as it used to be 10 years ago. Sure. So I've been struggling and to actually lose 20 pounds that easily, it was like, Christ, what's going on here? You know, it's like, there's something a bit different here. So yeah, that's, mm. it's, it's helped a lot. And the, and the strength training as well. And mm. the, the weight is something I've never really done much of before. I've really enjoyed it. And I've been very inspired by not only all the coaches, because the coaches are all inspiring, but I've been inspired by everyone else that goes mm. there as well. Seeing people of all different shapes, sizes, ages, you know, it's, it's, it is really inspiring just to see everybody working really hard and being really passionate about going to the gym. Yeah. I think, I think from a bloke's point of view, John, that, that, well, Angela's hit the, the, the nail on the head there. Um, 
sometimes you go to a gym, like I say, I've been to the, the proper bodybuilders' gyms, some famous gyms as well, um, and there's, there's this macho image of, of the, those kind of gyms, and I think sometimes blokes that'll put blokes off. And then you have the opposite side of things where, it, you know, it is, the academy is obviously female heavy. But for me going into there and again being inspired from probably the first session, I think, it well, first to second and I'm seeing Pat lifting like one of the heaviest kettlebells mm-hmm. and thinking, crikey, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, she's telling me you can lift more than that. And I'm like, right, okay. And it, and it, and it kind of, it broke a lot of barriers as well in terms of the, well, you know, it's it's a macho thing, gyms and stuff, and it and it and it isn't. And I have been completely inspired by all, like say, all the coaches and all the other people, and seeing them the progression as well. And I think because you get a, a new intake on a monthly basis, you see that doubting people's mind, the nervousness, and then by the end of the fourth week, like people are like buzzing, and then obviously they're going into the second. Generally, they're doing the challenge, and you can just see this massive progression. And and it is, it's it's really good. And we all have blips and that's the thing. And people, we do discuss it between ourselves. You have a blip every now and again and people do each other up. And, and it is, it's uh, for me now, this is, well, the longest I've been a member of the gym and certainly the most consistent I've been. And I'd say I'm probably at the fittest I've been in, in, in my adult life, which, it, you know, <clears throat> just over 21, like you said before, John. So uh, it, that's, that's, that's quite some achievement. So for for me, yeah, it's been it's been uh, definitely say life changing, definitely. Awesome. So you guys obviously you did the challenge and you said that you found it relatively easy compared to in the past. What actual changes did you make? You're obviously coming to the sessions. What did the changes to your food? What what was your food like before? What did it become like at that point? Well, I was really lucky because what Phil has is a living chef and nutritionist yeah. that plans all the meals and works out all the macros and cooks it and serves it. So uh, he's quite lucky that what he's got is someone here who's completely obsessive with macros and spreadsheets. <laughs> I have my own my have my own my fitness pal that I've built in a spreadsheet. <laughs> and I've I have got, all I've my got a blonde other half as well who's obsessed with uh, spreadsheets. For me, <laughs> stop. <laughs> um, and and basically it was just I mean you talk about tracking I I track a bit obsessively actually probably a bit too much um, I'm I'm in I'm in the extreme in the other way, um, but uh, I think the biggest thing that changed for me in the academy and like I said we've we've, we've done a lot of things um, mm-hmm. was just concentrating not worrying too much about carbs protein and fat I can remember I think I think it was yourself and Matt once said. Just go third, 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 you know, roughly. Don't go, don't go too great. You don't need to have 200 grams of protein a day. You don't need to have 10 grams of carbs a day. Just, you know, just be moderate. And I think that was a huge change yeah. for me because we'd been a bit obsessed about protein for a while. And I'd find that I'd come home and I'd, oh, I haven't had my protein intake and have a protein shake. And then, you know, that puts you at your calorie like level for the day. Yeah. You're not in a deficit anymore just to get some protein in. And you're like, it's just a bit bit bonkers, really. So I worried less about low carbs, high protein, and more about um, foods that filled us up, foods that were nutritious, foods that were, um, uh, weren't calorie dense, and eating lots throughout the day, keeping yourself, keeping lots of water, um, keeping your water intake up, and um, keeping the calories down. 
and we didn't cut anything out at all nope. we didn't cut out we had the odd bit of cake we had the odd ice cream we had fish and chips once you know we had a few drinks here and there at the weekends and, and that again is another thing in the past i've always gone right you know it's a month's diet mm -hmm. no alcohol no this no that and we didn't do that we just said we can have that but you've got to have less and you've got to build it in and, and i think we just we averaged it out across the two months and i think the first month we weren't quite on track so we cut significantly more made sure that we just made those tweaks in the second month to make sure we hit the target yeah but we didn't we didn't get hung up on her there was no secret there was no secret and magic potion yeah. and i think the other thing that i realized is sometimes you've just got to feel a little bit of pain and a bit of hunger yeah maybe <laughs> because you see all these adverts you know have some raspberry ketones and you'll lose a stone and there's so many i mean there's just so many and you just think no actually it's just a bit of hard work yeah. it's about hard work it's about adherence it's about consistency and it's about also understanding your own body's needs because i can't live on a thousand calories a day because i'm five foot seven and i've got quite a lot of muscle so it's like i know what i need to eat to lose weight i know that i can lose weight on 1800 calories which you know somebody next to me can't we're actually quite similar at our um levels that we can lose weight on which is quite handy so it's like if we need if we want to lose some weight it's like right well i know this is how many calories we need to stick to and you guys just go off and do it yep it's not always that easy to make it sound so easy <laughs> that's quite useful for you there because my uh, um spreadsheet obsessed blonde of the half doesn't have the advantage that she can consume some amount of calories to me because i'm uh uh, seven inches taller than her, obviously different body composition and, and, and quite a lot more active as well. So sometimes I think unfortunately she falls into the trap of having similar sized portions to me and, mm. and, and perhaps can't get away with it. So that's, that's useful for you guys. Um, so obviously you had your first two months, you did the challenge. What, what was the result at the end of that? Well, obviously, obviously we, 20, 20 pounds. I think each? I achieved 21 or 22, just yeah. over, mm -hmm. um, which, uh, I mean, I didn't have a huge amount to lose, but it was more as well the body fat percentage. Um, and, and yeah, I think we're both really pleased with that. And that then gives you the the kick. You know, like we said, you know, open and honest. We, I think a lot of people are the same. You do the 20-pound 20, 20, uh, 20 challenge, do the two months, and you think, well, I'm, it's not going to cost me anything and, and I'll carry on. But we just thought, well, no, we like this. But also, I think what's quite important we did we still did a lot of our hobbies and even after the first couple of weeks the first month uh, certainly at my age as well you, you start getting up in the morning where you've got back problems and you know you, you when you do train you, you feel that the next day you, you, your recovery is not as good but I found that I was the more I did the more the quicker I was recovering um, and it certainly helped with a lot of our sports with the that particular year we had a few mountain bike events, didn't mm. we? And some big rides and stuff. And we actually competed in a big event. And it made a massive difference, which we, even though we might have had um, like bike fitness in the past, 12 months prior to us joining exactly, it was 12 months this week, isn't it? We actually cycled Land's End to John O'Groats. Yeah. So we, we were we, just the two of us. Um, so we weren't unfit um, from cycling fitness. But when you factor in, the, the core fitness especially and you don't realize how much that helps you to do everything else and on certainly something like snowboarding and, and mountain biking everything comes from your core but you only really appreciate it when 
your cause better than it was. Things just are just easier. Yeah. Um, you, 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 you know, your, your technique's better, your less aches and pains, um, and it's more enjoyable as well. Mm. To me, that's a massive part of it as well. You know, it's, it's great looking nice on a beach and all that, but you only do that for maybe a week or two per year. Stuff that you do on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis when you start to find it easier and, and less painful and more fulfilling and you can do it better, the stuff that's kind of more important to you, really, that, that's, to me, much more motivating. I think it is for most people. And I think when they take that step from looking from almost like it's like the standard definition of, of what we need to be doing. People think that I want to lose weight for and then list the way that everyone talks about it. And there's only so much motivation you get from that but when you get a bit deeper on what it actually means to you, like you guys are there and how you benefit from it on a regular basis. It becomes much more motivational. And let's take a step back as well to what you said there as well. I think that's a, an important balance that you mentioned before there about there's definitely a huge element of working smarter, uh, you know, making it as easy as possible, looking at habits and mindsets and all that. But at the same time, sometimes accepting that it is just a bit of hard work. Sometimes yeah. you need to not starve, but maybe, you know, survive being a little bit peckish for an hour or two. I mean, I'm really trying to drill that into my kids at the moment. It's, it's been going on for years, but the second they're hungry, they want food. And I'm like, well, tea's in two hours. You can wait two hours till tea. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. That's fine. Be hungry for two hours. If it's going to be hungry for eight hours... Yeah, fair enough, I'll give you a bit of extra food, but for something for two hours, you can manage, really. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. And actually, I used to be so obsessed with getting hungry. I was scared of being hungry, which is a really bizarre thing to say. But I'd I'd eat before I was going out somewhere because I didn't want to, even if I wasn't hungry, because I didn't want to get hungry when I was out and make a bad choice, which isn't always the best thing to do. It's like, take something with you or you know make a good choice I, I don't know there was this real obsession and actually we did just before we joined we did a survival course up yeah. in scotland and we had um was it 72 hours yeah 72 hours we weren't allowed to take any food and we pretty much had to had to <laughs> catch what we ate and we were living on um limpets, limpets. Russell, <laughs> Russell, wild garlic okay. disgusting yeah. I mean, I, I, I can go into keto quite quickly and I was lit, we were in keto, well I was anyway, um, by the end of it, And but he gave you just enough, so he taught us how to, because it was a coastal one, taught us how to fish with stuff that you can find, uh, obviously he gave us a fishing line, we had to make a reel and stuff, uh, we didn't catch anything, so he had to give us a fish because we probably, you know, he, he gave us just enough, but it was that starvation mode. Oh, it's- and obviously when, when your body starts and you start, you know, the, the, the ketosis part of it and you think, well, I can survive. It's not pleasant, but you, you're not oh. going to die if, you, if you're not eating for long periods of time. And I think that, that carried over and it's probably good timing, it, it wasn't did. it? Because we went into that and I said to myself, you're going to be hungry and you've just got to deal with it. There's not going to be any food. You know, you, yeah. can't, you can't spend the whole time being grumpy and nangy and yeah. trying to find, you know, a, a secret... I don't know, a stash of chocolate somewhere. And I think after doing that, I realised, actually, do you know what? I can be hungry and it's all right. (laughs) It's fine. I think the other one as well. Sorry, it's it's sometimes a lot of, when you think you're hungry, you're actually dehydrated. And that was the big one. It's just like, drink drink water and that, give it a few minutes. And that sometimes that hunger goes just with that. Uh, That's how I found works anyway. 
I find being hungry sometimes a little bit like getting into a hot bath. It's, you know, it's, it's hot to start with. But if you get past that first few minutes, it's actually, it's, it's all right. You get used to it. Yeah. Same with being hungry. I, I've done a couple of fasts. It's a bit like you have. More really just for my own interest, just because obviously yeah. it's something I know that people sometimes do. And, and I thought I'd try it out and see what it's like. Uh, the longest I went was uh, about 60 hours, two and a half days without eating. Whoa. Uh, actually, past the first half a day, I'm not saying it was easy, but it definitely got a lot easier. When I got yeah. to my first missed meal, I was hungry. My second missed yeah. meal, I was, I was ravenous. By the next day, uh, I was peckish, but it wasn't too bad. And by the end of it, I was, I was really hungry at that point. But it was definitely just maybe not pushing through, but just distracting yourself and just moving on and doing something else. Not yeah. necessarily for 60 hours. It, it might just <laughs> be a six hours between your lunch and your tea, whereas potentially you might have ended up with a, a snack in the middle and might have taken you in, into, into a surplus. Mm. Um, so over the last two years then what would you say particular highlights have been what, what have been things you particularly enjoyed and, and look back and remember um, I think for me personally it's, it's the fact that it's the motivational side of things I, I love going to the gym I've, I've enjoyed actually the um, obviously we, we can't at the minute and it's great news going forward Certainly, with the stuff that you're you're planning in the in the near future, Tuesday I think in the in the park and stuff, and it'll be great to see people and train with people. However, that for me, it's it's the fact that, and apart from the occasional time where you think I don't want to get up and go, but once you're out of bed and you've made that jump, it's a lot easier. And just because, and I think important as well, this is the furthest gym I've ever been a member of, okay. away from from where we live, and the fact that. I go so much more regularly than all the other gyms, some literally on my doorstep. It, it says a lot. And just the process of going, getting there, seeing everybody going through the same thing. We, we're the, obviously part of the 7 a.m. So, you know, in the winter, it's dark, it's cold. And, and it's that, that feeling of achievement and getting, through, getting over that threshold and then training and knowing that when you leave, you're going to feel so much better. That to me is because it, it's changed my mindset. And I think that's the important thing that'll take you know forward forever and it's just just getting up getting out once you're there it's a lot easier um you know just getting out of bed once you're out of bed it's easy that's the hard bit i find when getting out of bed when you don't really have to so like when i have to get up to take the early sessions that's easy because yeah. i don't really have a choice you know i could in theory stay in bed but i'd quickly lose members and, and income and what have you so i don't really have a choice whereas yeah. when it's getting up to go for a workout i do have a choice quite easily not go and it wouldn't really make any difference is that getting out of bed and I've had plenty of times over the years where with a, a client a member whoever it's all we've set for their goal is to get out of bed at that time I might say mm -hmm. go downstairs have a cup of tea if you want to go straight back to bed that's fine but realistically by the time you've got out of bed at that time you're then going to go and do your workout or whatever else yeah yeah it's, it's a habit though for us now I'd say it's not yeah. it doesn't even feel like a choice it's like it's what you do you yeah. get up at six you go to the gym at seven, then you go to work. It's a bit different in lockdown. We're doing a lot more cycling, so mm -hmm. we're not doing as many sessions, but that's fine because we're doing other things. Yeah. But going back to your highlight, I got really into um, the well, the progression test, what we both did, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to say, getting my, I can't remember which one it is. Is it the advanced or the master? It's which master is the first, one? Then advanced, then elite. Which is the one where you, where you have to do a third of your body weight, a third uh, of the time. with the pressers. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, master. That 
took me ages to get that. I got the other two elements quite quickly, mm. but that took me a long time because I was to, I was having to do two 12 and a half kilo um, 25 times. And, you know, when I started, I could only do 10. And I'm like, right, well, I may as well do the whole lot and get to 25. And it took me so long. And I think the day I did it, I think Faye, I'm trying to remember who else, Kira, somebody else was in there. And I was like, they were all cheering me on. And I was like, Arr! and I got the last one out. And it was like that, I felt like that was a sense of achievement. I probably could only do five now if I tried it again. But yeah. at the time it was like, I, try, I just worked so hard. It's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So I think that's probably like the thing. Yeah, the thing I've, the thing that sort of sticks out the most. Also, Other than that, consistency just just the fact that it's been so consistent mm -hmm. is good that's some highlights there any particular challenges frustrations difficulties along the way um i've had one little blip where i completely lost my mojo i can't even remember when that was now um last year i think sometime i just and and, and i did i just i just didn't feel it i wasn't feeling it and it was the first time but it didn't last that long and actually you know when i walked in um, I spoke to a few of the 7AMers and it was like everyone was just so lovely and they were like oh you know where have you been we're missing you and um, it just it, it just it, I just felt really I felt missed and I felt wanted so it kind of got me over my little um, whatever was going on in my head where mm -hmm. I was just throwing a little bit of a tantrum and didn't want to come anymore uh, and it was so it went so quick it passed so quick that it became a non-issue and I think and we had one blip just under two, just just under two years ago after we did the challenge where I put on half of it back on and that's the only time I've actually gone back up that much and I just thought don't waste what mm -hmm. you've just worked so hard to do and it took two months three months to go back down again but um there was that that's the only real blip I've had mm -hmm. again with weight it's been a little bit of that but it's been you know down at the bottom rather than like that <laughs> it would normally be yeah. What advice would you give to someone else who's perhaps in the middle of a blip at the moment? Because I know lockdown has been a fairly elongated blip for many people. Don't be too hard on yourself yeah. to start off with. Um, you, you have to deal with what you've got going on in your life, however, however, however you need to deal with it. And sometimes just reset. Don't panic. Don't do anything drastic. Um, just go back to the basics. One thing at a time, I always say, maybe just start with water, then start with doing some exercise, then start with eating. Build it up one thing at a time. Don't beat yourself up and gradually you'll get back on that track and then you'll see yourself getting back to where you want to be, where you were. Um, it's just, again, it's just about consistency and adherence. And, and if you start beating yourself up, and having a negative mindset you're just going to probably fail because you, you, you just if you're not in a positive place you're not going to do positive things generally no, of yeah. course not have you guys generally found lockdown been quite easy john if, if i'm honest it's, <laughs> I, i've kept myself busy um you know i think we're fortunate living in the area that that we are in 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 terms of you know macrosfield we're, we're just more towards Congleton, but you know we're not in an inner city, um, or I hope, you know I'm assuming not everyone is. Um, so I think at least we've got like nice views and stuff like that, and and you know just going out for a walk clears your mind. And we've been quite disciplined on that, haven't we? Just mm -hmm. having a break. And Angela, 
I've had to carry on working and go to work. Um, Angela works from home and, and it's just been disciplined. Um, but because of, of work shift, um, so I'm on my days off, I've, I've just been keeping myself busy, just doing little projects, bit of uh, just just little things, bit of woodwork, a little bit of um, renovation of, of my vehicle, stuff like that, just to keep myself active because it, it's probably a bit too easy just to just to do nothing and, and get 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 down um so yeah fortunate that you know we, we have kept going um yeah it hasn't hasn't been easy for some people i know that mm. and of course you, you've grown a fantastic beard there as well so if nothing else lockdown's given you that beard yeah so, <laughs> yeah, so cultivating this has been i've been a uh, yeah yeah, it's not. That's just because I couldn't be bothered shaving initially. But it it, it was kind of to mark the uh, obviously the, the lockdown period, and it's just dragged on and on and on. So we'll see where we get to. Um, the first two weeks for me were awful. I was really down, really anxious, couldn't mm. sleep properly. I was drinking a lot of alcohol every night. I was eating poorly. I was binging on chocolate. And there were all these behaviours, actually, that I haven't had for a long time. And it was a bit, I think a couple of weeks in, I just said, you, you've got to stop. And then I did exactly what I've just said to you. And I just said, right, one thing at a time, what do we need to do first? Start coming to the sessions. Right, what's next? Maybe look at your eating. What's next? Maybe look at your drinking. And it, you know, like I said, the first two weeks were, were not good. The next two weeks were progress. Um, so what, what are we in then now into maybe into mid-April? And since mid-April, it's been pretty steady. But I've been How working did you feel then for making those changes back again? I presume felt better. Relieved. Yeah, relieved, relieved that I was able to to get to get back to where I wanted to be because I felt I just felt awful, felt awful physically, mentally, and I realised everything everything was just kind of colliding and making everything else worse. So yeah, again, I completely. Like, if I miss a workout for just a handful of days, I immediately feel worse and. I don't drink anymore. I've not drank now since the end of last year, but I've had periods where I've missed a few workouts, drank a bit more, and straight away probably felt, I don't know, 50% worse than I did before. And I can only imagine that if I'd let that then continue for a fortnight or, or months or years, as potentially can happen, the direction that I'd go in. And I completely get that it's, it's hard to get back into what you might call better choices, but I think it's always worth it. Only today, like my, uh, my kids, I'll be honest with you, were it annoyed me quite a lot the last few days. Uh, I was quite grumpy when I dropped uh, Ollie and Jay back off with their mum earlier. Uh, I drove, I drive past the academy on the way back, so I popped in. You know, as I keep always do, check the post, let the taps run through for Legionnaires' disease, and had it work out. I also made a few little uh, measurements for some of the stuff that's coming soon as well. Ooh. But straight after my workout, I felt, felt instantly better. Uh, but maybe not 100%, but I went from feeling maybe my mood be at 60% to up to 75 or, or what have you, and it's to me, mm -hmm. when you accept that that's a lot of the benefits from it are, are immediate like that, and when we stop exclusively looking at the benefits being long-term, you know, looking good in six or 12 months' time or living longer in decades' time, when we get a combination of that, because <clears throat> that still has value, but also feeling better today and tomorrow becomes a much easier yeah. sell to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, do you maintain that the kids were being annoying, though? It wasn't just me being grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> the kids were being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, that's pretty much brought us up to date. Uh, anything else particularly you guys think that people would hear uh, benefit from hearing about your story, your experiences, any any words of wisdom you could offer? Um, 
just obviously if you're at that stage where I guess you you know you're thinking about is is it for me or so I, I guess this is the time now where because we're not actually attending the gym and obviously that that's changing in the near future um just just stick with it and because obviously if it works and it works for it works for us but if it works for you just just keep at it really um and look forward to the 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 better times again when when uh, fingers crossed it it returns to normal um because it, it does it well like i say and you can speak to everyone else that that have been there for a while and you know the, the long-term people that still go, they're the ones that need to say, you know, if I can maintain it and be a member as long as they are, then then I know I'm, I'm going to head in the right direction. So just stick with it, really. Mm. Definitely. Do things enough times that they become habit as well. So, yeah. you know, our, our way of eating now is just a habit. And I, I, we went on holiday and to, to, we went on holiday in yeah. February for almost a month. And I was surprised at how different I ate on that holiday to how I've done previously. It wasn't an instant, right, I need to just pig out every day and eat and drink everything yeah. in sight. It, it, all of the choices were just so, so more thought through. And the things that we cho- were choosing on the menu as well was just like, oh, I've just chosen a salad, you know, and a bit of salmon. And it was just a bit odd. And I'd noticed it wasn't, it, everything has just become such a habit now that actually it's odd to do the bad things yeah. and you know the, the the not so healthy ways of eating is actually odd now and we, we had a bit of a binge out last week we had a bake-off and we had um three cakes and loads of scones and there's only three of us here all this cream and jam and we absolutely pigged out and i i, I just felt so bad sure like physically actually yeah. ill and i felt ill i woke up in the night and i had cold sweats <laughs> I just thought I don't ever want to eat that much sugar again. It actually physically really destroyed me. Really destroyed me. But I think that the point of that is we'd already taken into account what we were going to eat. I planned it. So in terms of your overall calories, we'd already planned it anyway. It was just it was nice at the time, but afterwards, it's horrible. Yeah, it was. It, it, and, it, and I guess that's what that your body changes when you when you're used to it. And we're by no means perfect, and the ultimate athletes or anything mm. like that. But we're doing all right, and you know, we have blips, but we get back on it. It's consistency, and it's ha- yeah. it's about habit forming. Yeah, more yeah. than anything more. I'd say you're closer to the, uh, the the athlete end of the spectrum than you are the other end, though. So I'd, I'd be yeah. pleased with that. No, I mean, we are, and like you say, um, certainly the way way of feel, John, physically compared to when I didn't train or I only did bits or weekend stuff and and like that. It's a, it's a dramatic improvement just just from getting up out of bed and not feeling like a, an old man basically um it, it, it does it's it, uh, you know the yoga bit, uh, sessions and stuff like that they help massively and be, and i think because it's a, a variety of exercises as well i think the uh it, it overall body um workout is it's superb it, when it works for me i guess the other advice to people is understand what works for you yeah. i know if i have something too carby for breakfast it makes my blood sugar dip and then i struggle for the rest of the day so if i have high protein high fat for breakfast i can generally stay fuller for longer but that's not the same for everybody that works for me and i know that works for me and so i generally would eat something you know high in protein and fat and it becomes it becomes then about fuel and how i know that that fuel makes my body feel throughout the day physically and mentally 
through work or if we're going out for a really long bike ride i need mm -hmm. i know i need lots of carbohydrate and some fat and some protein so we kind of treat stuff we, we treat food a bit more like fuel yeah, yeah. rather than like food yeah but with the things that we like within that fuel if that makes sense yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. i think that's yeah. the key balance it's getting, it's getting both i think if we think of food purely as fuel it becomes a bit boring and we don't enjoy it and why if we think of it purely for pleasure and taste then perhaps it leads us down a path that's not ideal it's, it's getting that balance and recognizing it, it is both it's it's social it's fun it's enjoyable but it is an element of fuel as well it's not it's not one or the other it's, it's both essentially i mean i find cider is the best way to replace my glycogen after a long bike ride <laughs> I, I bet. And i bet you've experimented with different things just to just to test that theory yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, cool. So that's brought us up to date there. Lots of interesting things there. I think a different angle for you guys in the obviously being a couple doing it together. Also compared to perhaps some of the people we've had on, you were starting from a slightly different position. I know you weren't where you wanted to be, but starting from a relatively active position compared to some people. I think it's been really interesting uh, over the course of the last what we've now six or seven weeks to hear different stories because different things connect with different people. There'll be people who've taken something from this who didn't perhaps take it from other people's stories because they didn't, didn't perhaps necessarily. A connect to that or relate to it so it's been uh, hopefully really interesting uh so all that remains guys if uh yeah thank you for your time i hope everyone listening enjoyed that thank you, Bye. 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 thank you see you all soon bye